Welcome to The Creative Fault, a weekly podcast that is for creatives and artists. Get your weekly gems and jewels when you want to self-improve, educate, sprouts up your lifestyle, and just get some little bit of entertainment along the way. Welcome to The Creative Fault. What is up, fam? Welcome back to another episode of The Creative Fault. I'm here with two beautiful ladies. Smart, talented, and very well known here in the Dutch dance scene, but also great entrepreneurs. Oh my God, we lost her. One of the ladies just went up, but she is back. Hey, (laughs) it happens. People, it's a live show. It can't happen. That people just go off and they come back. So no problem with that. Anyway, I have invited them into the podcast because I know them. I've seen them dance. I've seen them do their thing. And now I see a beautiful development going on, which I think is very interesting and should be highlighted for other creators and entrepreneurs and artists to see. So we're going to talk about the struggles, development, growth, anything that comes to mind so ladies i will give the floor to you and just explain to the people who you are what it is that you do who wants to start first you want to start then (laughs) sure well (laughs) my name is dani uh aka dani may aka daniela and uh i'm 31 years old I currently live in Middelburg, in Zeeland, and I used to live in Rotterdam for like seven years. And before that, I, I've lived in Den Haag for a year. I still study. I do uh, ABO leisure and events management. I'm in my senior year, so I have to graduate between now and February. I love to dance. I also teach. I still dance and uh yeah the rest i will share with you uh about our uh event yes patricia to you the mic well as you can see patricia i'm um, 30 years old a boy's mom two little boys and um i live in vlaardingen nearby Rotterdam and um, yeah I'm in my daily life I am a speech therapist I work in a nursery home so I see people who have ha- had uh, um, oh who is that in the English stroke a stroke thank you well who have had a stroke and who have uh, aphasia and dysphagia or dysartria so those are um, neurological uh, speech language and swallowing disorders so that's what I work in uh, with in the daytime and in the nighttime not every night I um, I teach dance as well I'm gonna um, I'm slowly now starting to uh, stop my classes because I see that um, it's 
becoming a lot a little bit. So I'm just gonna put teaching aside for a while and maybe I'll pick it up on a later moment. But for now, I think just being a mom and a speech therapist is more than enough. And I also want to have more room for myself to be able to dance more again or to play volleyball again. I love, love to play volleyball. I played it for a very part, a long part of my life. And those are things that can make me feel good, can make me relax, empty my head. And I want to do that also again. And I now I don't have the ability to do so. So I hope that creating some room for that will give me uh, an outlet as well. Okay. So two very busy ladies, but also educated ladies. And still, the both of you found their way in dance. How did that happen? How did that start? Who wants to... It doesn't matter who goes first. You can jump in. Jump in where you want to. Well, yeah. For me, I think with me, it's dance has always been there, you know, then mm -hmm. like it's, I come from a family or even a, a culture where dance is just part of the way of being, of living. And um, mm -hmm. so if there's a, a an event, whether it's happy or sad, there will be a moment that you dance or even if you just gather around, you know, um, and you're just having a little bit of tea together, at some point there will be music and at some point you will find yourself dancing. Mm -hmm. um, so dance has always been present. And at a certain moment, I, as a, as a child, I saw that I was, I, I really, loved to dance and that I wanted, I was trying to copy what I saw on TV and I was trying to dance like certain artists. So that's how I got in touch with, you know, dancing hip hop or street dance or however you want to call it. And I think in my teenage years, um, yeah, it was in my teenage years that I, uh, that I, got in touch with a, a dance school and that triggered me to really invest more and more time in my dancing and that just elevated my love for dance to another level and that has not stopped ever since mm -hmm. so that has developed and the more you develop as a dancer the more love you get for it or the, the more you are into this culture and into this this art that is that is yours you know, and it's also, yeah. like I said before, an, an outlet, you know, every, uh, every emotion, every expression of every, well, every emotion or feeling that you have, you can just let it out through movement. And that is something that I've always was able to, to keep, keep with me in, in the older I got. And especially when I started working, I saw that I had to juggle a little bit with it but there was always room for dance always so so the, your origin what country are you originally from or your parents maybe originally? um congolese so my parents are from uh, from yeah. the democratic republic of congo mm -hmm. and uh i'm born here in the uh, in the netherlands um but 
yeah, I I grew up in a home. I grew Where up with my mom was. and what we knew, what all that I know is Congolese. And of course, yeah. you know, you, you go to school, you have your friends. So you grow up with two cultures, but the mm -hmm. culture that is close to yourself is your Congolese culture. Of my so Congolese within culture. that culture, it is also the, the most normal thing to express yourself through music, people coming together. Yes. It's really like a social yes. gathering. Yes. People. Yes, definitely. So So for you, Daniela, how, how has that been? How's your experience with dance? How did it start? Yeah, kind of the same story. I was also mm -hmm. always entertaining people at parties with family members, uh, you name it. And my love for dancing started growing more and more by the years. <laughs> and when I got, I think, 16, If I remember it well, I entered my first dance school because one of my friends, now he's one of my best friends, but when I met him, he was one of the guys in the club and his cousin was a DJ. So there was this party in Middleburg called, uh, well, there's this place called Define. It's now Zanzibar, but there used to be a party called Shakedown. And I was always there you know, going wild. And he looked at me and he was like, yeah, I love this vibe with this girl. And he one time came to me and he was like, yo, yeah, you dance, this and this and that. And that's how we actually uh, got to know each other. And then he was like, yeah, you should come to the dance school to practice with us or to just do some classes. I was like, yeah, why not? So I came and I did my first mm -hmm. class and I actually stuck around. And years later, Uh, well, I after a month, I got into a demo team with a hip-hop, street dance, you, whatever you want to call it. And we did competitions. And after a few years, I moved to Den Haag. I started to study and I only went back like two times a week. So every day that I, that I had to practice with the team, every Tuesday and every weekend, I went back to... Uh, Middleburg and mm -hmm. then I got introduced to a school KLPA Keep Love Performing Arts and there I started doing house classes and hip-hop and poppy yeah so that's where I also met a few dancers uh, like Hassani, Argyll um, yeah Ricky, Bianca Those were the type of people I met when I came to dance in Rotterdam. And then I think a year or two later, I got introduced to Hippo House. And that is actually where I started developing more. I started learning dance hall because I only knew about the music, but not about the dance and the whole culture behind the dance. And that mm -hmm. was, I think, 2010, 2010. Yeah. Then I got classes and I was totally in love with dance hall and that's how I started actually developing myself more into dance hall and I started doing research until I eventually went to Jamaica to get more from the source and to literally get the raw experience that they were talking about <laughs> and yeah then everything continued but my every my African dancing was like as I say from youngs uh, from from when I was young um, mm -hmm. 
it's a culture thing. I'm from Angola, so it's and Congo and Angola are neighbors, so we have a lot of similarities. And yeah, when I was a kid, I heard music all the time. My parents were always playing music, and that's how I know a lot of these Congolese artists, music styles. Uh, of course, the Kuduro and the Afro House. That's, I mean, it's my country. And mm-hmm. yeah, it just grew with me. And uh, until now, I'm still doing African dancing, but it started a little later because African dancing became mm-hmm. popular, became a hype. And that is actually like a little before that, I was already dancing it, but people didn't understand it. So if I was dancing it, people would look at me like, okay, what are you doing? Yeah. And that is why I actually never uh, went out in public with the dancing, like the African dancing. It just, it started later. I started uh, exposing myself more to social media when it started to become mm-hmm. more known. So yeah, basically now I'm 31 years old. I I think I started quite late. I was 16 when I first got into a dance school, but I've always been mm-hmm. dancing my whole life. And uh, I never really got supported by my parents with dancing. They were like, oh yeah, it's nice that she dances. But when I got older, they started to see that I was really giving- Really into of, it. Yeah, I was really giving a lot of attention to dancing. They would always mm-hmm. tell me, Stay in school, go to school, you shouldn't be dancing, la 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 la, this is not your your job or whatever. But yeah, little did they know that I was a little rebellion. So yeah, I just went my own way and I never stopped. And now yeah, yeah. they know, but they be like, okay, yeah, let's do you. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting to you because what I'm hearing is actually, it's the same thing that yeah. I have. I have almost the same pathway exactly. when it comes to dance for people who don't know who are listening to the podcast i also but well, not now as much as i want to be active in the dancing but it's basically the same way that i got into the dancing yeah. and what i find interesting is the things um that we gravitated to it came from outside so television music friends the dance school but when you were at home it's culture-based. Yep. Angola, Congo, yep. for me, certainly. So when you would start to dance the way that you would learn at school or with your friends or in the culture, you came home, it's like what, what you just said, Yeah. Uh, made like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Don't do it here. Mm-hmm. So how how were you dealing with that, that your, your culture, your people, your family, your friends look differently at you when you would introduce those styles like hip hop and house, especially house. We will come back to that later. Yeah. <laughs> house, hip hop, those dance styles. How would your, how did, how did you deal with that? Well, for, for me, for me, it was, well, hip hop was less heavy to see for my parents, I think, because when you dance high heels or dance hall, feminine dance hall, mm-hmm. or like the Tarashinya, but that's a partner dance though. Mm-hmm. They always look at those type of dances with a side eye, but the mm. other styles, because they look more like, you know, boyish or more 
decent. Masculine. Then they don't really mind. Yeah. As soon as you start whining or you start shaking or they be like, mm. you know, this kid better watch out. I mean, you know, then they will actually uh, let, let you know by the look on their faces that it's not really appropriate. And mm-hmm. I think with hip hop and popping, it wasn't it wasn't a problem they would look at it see it and never say anything about it they didn't even say oh it's nice or i don't like it they just looked and then they turned their heads so for mm-hmm. me i was already used to it when i was younger i was not used to it but i started to get used to it when i got older and then i just let it slide but it was hard because when i looked on my left and right even at competitions i mm-hmm. saw parents going die hard for their children like supporting them taking them to competitions paying for the classes or whatsoever i paid for my classes myself even when i was mm. young i was 16 i had my own job mm-hmm. i could pay for the classes myself and that's what i did my parents never did that but yeah i dealt with it in a in a way that you cannot really call uh, good for your heart because <laughs> it causes some yeah. some some traumas you know but yeah that's how i yeah. dealt with it i just kept going with doing what i lo- The support as it um, comes to what is being seen seen as a threat and what is not being seen as a threat. So grinding and using your body is actually normal as a woman because I think as a woman it's it's part of who we are. And when we look at our Afro-based culture, we use it a lot. So that is very interesting as how to can still be condemned by your network or your your environment as well that's not how a woman behaves especially women that's not how women behave that's not how you put yourself yeah in the in the world outside um and that dance styles like popping hip-hop which i also the same thing uh, it's not seen as a threat you know it's oh, it's cute it's it's nice oh, she has fun with it it's cool true so patricia for yeah. you Definitely. For me, I, I would have the the same experience. Um, I can vividly remember, you know, like the, the family gatherings or the gatherings that my mom had with her friends. And then I had one particular uh, friend who was uh, who had almost the same age as as I did uh, as I have, and. They were oh, if they would put on music, it would always be like oh, Renate, go Patricia, go dance. You know, they they enjoyed watching us dance together. And uh, when I grew up and um, and and I got more into street dance, um, and I told my mom that I wanted to do so, she she took me, she took me to class, and she. You know, she was like, okay, well, you want to do this? Okay, no, well, let's look for a dance school in the area. And uh, that's what we did. Uh, there was a period that I didn't really 
uh, because it's a dance school just here in Flaringen, and I remember um, that it wasn't it wasn't hip hop enough for me. You know, it was really more the yeah the, 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 the street the dance that yeah it wasn't what I wanted, so mm -hmm. I stopped. But um, you know, she was always like, okay, well, if this is what you want to, if the, if there was something that I wanted to do, whether it was dance or something else, and she would be open for it and she would give me the possibility to do so. And later when I grew up um, and uh, at a certain point in, in high school, we mm -hmm. had um, extracurricular activities and there was also street dance. And this is what I have done for a few years as well. And also this, she was fine with it. I do not remember if this was something that we had to pay for or not, but that's not important. But she was fine with it that I would stay a little longer in school and be um, doing this activity. And when there was a, a performance in the school, she would come and, you know, and she would be very supportive. And this has been like this throughout. So even when I was starting to go to Rotterdam and train uh, at at um, at KL, she was maybe a little bit iffy as at first, you know, because, well, she didn't really know the place, etc. But at a certain point, also when she got to learn, got to know the owner, she was like, okay, well, you do your thing. And she saw that I was really into it and she liked, well, she supported it. And, you know, people knew in the family that I, that I liked dancing and, mm -hmm. um, that was never an issue. And, and also, yeah, I started most, yeah, I started with hip hop and then house grew on me and which took over my life actually as a dancer. Yeah. But, um, and, and it was never, I, I'm grateful that, that I did have that support and yeah, I yeah. did have that support and she was always like, okay, well you have to go here or you have to go there. Okay. Prima or you're doing a theater show. Oh yeah. I'm gonna, she's gonna buy a ticket. My father, even one time I did a project in Amsterdam and I was training, working on that project very long. And my mom, she had a surprise that my father uh, and had my father come over so he could look the theater show, you know, so that's the, mm. the support that, that I got. So I, I didn't really have, uh, uh, an issue with Push this. Yeah. 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 And, um, Dan, she also said something about, yeah, dancing, uh, African dances and yeah, also this, yeah, it has been, it has been there. So. That was never something, oh, you're like dancing like this or dancing like this. But yes, you have to be appropriate. Mm -hmm. for, for me, it has not been a part of uh, my dance or the way I move. I can move that way, but it's not necessarily how I, how I dance, you know? No. And um, so that, that was never... An, uh, an issue as well but i i do remember yeah you of course you have oh as a girl you have to be like this or like that or like this and like that and you cannot act a certain way you cannot and especially as a child of 
you know, of African descent and we have a, a certain status to keep up or, or, or uh, you have to be, you know, at, like now where we have a society that's very, in, well, very more inclusive, but yeah. at first it was less. So you have to be on your best behavior because otherwise people will be like this and that's what we do not want. But yeah, so in a way I recognize that in Danny May's story, but mm -hmm. not necessarily when it comes to my dance because I did not have I did not have that in my dance. No. So for yeah. you there was more there was more space. There where was you more could space. actually really just yeah try all the different things that you yes. wanted to try out yes. and you know it would be you know it would be guided for okay it well let's guide it yes there and you yeah yeah and even even well from from both my parents my parents are not have not been together from since a very long time but mm -hmm. they have thankfully they have been supported in everything so whether it was in dance or in sports or I've done a lot of things <laughs> like I can name a lot of sports that I've tried for a brief time or that I've done for a, a, a certain amount of time. And yeah. it was every time like, okay, well, you want to try this? Fine. Well, go ahead and let's see if this is something. And if not, cool. And, and, and with dance, the, the same thing, I mm -hmm. think that I, I can recall one moment uh well it wasn't from my parents but from cousins i was on a holiday and i think that's the only moment where i where i've experienced that someone told me not to dance oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only experience that i can recall and you know i have a lot of older I, like from the cousins and 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 who are here in europe i was one mm -hmm. of the youngest So they were all older than me and they had all the CDs of Jennifer Lopez and Destiny's Child. So when I was there, I was playing their music and dancing in their rooms. Mm -hmm. And I remember that there was one cousin and maybe her sister too. And then she walked in the room and it was like, are you dancing again? <laughs> you cannot dance all the time. <laughs> Stop dancing so much, you know? Yeah. And I would be like, and dance against some more you didn't know and okay so that is i think that is the only moment that i had a negative experience um and that in all the other moments that i've been supported yeah yeah so as you as i'm listening to it and i'm now just thinking there What's a moment for the both of you where you, where you were like, I want to do more because this is not just a hobby. Mm. This is not just me being creative and people are responding well to me and with friends we're in an environment where people are receptive. There is, I believe, in any creative and artist, I wouldn't say selfish, but a selfful moment where you realize that you have a gift and you want to show it, you want to show it, you want to show more, you want to go deeper in this context than into the music, maybe into the scene, the underground scene. Dynamé, you just even mentioned that you went all the way doing research into dance hall. 
to really get into it of what it is so that you could understand for yourself what it is that the music is about. When was, was there a moment that you can recollect for yourself? Like, okay, this was the moment that I, that I knew that I would just wanted to go deeper into it. Classes were not doing it for me anymore. Or just dancing around, you know, around your family and friends that, that wasn't doing it for me anymore. <laughs> well, actually when I started studying, because when I moved to the, mm -hmm. the big cities, that is actually where I started developing myself more. And when I got into the hip hop house, I got to learn more styles. So from there, actually, and I think that was 2010, that was the moment where I said, okay, I want to learn more. I want to like, you know, trigger myself to absorb different styles. And mm -hmm. when I actually got 20, 21, 22, that is where I decided to go professional. Uh, I think I asked for my KVK in 2017. So then it was official, official. But I was already starting to take yeah. gigs on the low. Like, you know, they pay like cash and from from but i do uh, yeah there were artists also like asking for dancers and when i saw these messages i would respond to them and that's how i actually mm -hmm. started to chase my dream more and yeah later on i think in 2000 yeah 2017 uh, the idea started actually in 2015 but from 2017, mm -hmm. I started actually talking about wanting to go to Jamaica. And then I met Devante, my best friend, and also my partner in crime in mm -hmm. Dancehall. He told me that I should just take the shot and go with him. And, you know, and we started actually with a, a Dancehall discussion on Facebook. And I got into it and he was like, all over the place answering all the questions and i was like sheesh this guy knows a lot and then i started talking yeah. to him and he, yeah and then voila in february 2018 was my first trip my second trip was in may 2018 my third was in uh, mm -hmm. october 2000 no sorry july 2018 and my fourth was in december 2018 and then my fifth in May 2019, and then again in October 2019, and then the pandemic came, and then my uh, my first after well actually during the pandemic was August 2021, and then my recent mm -hmm. trip was March 2022. So mm. basically, I started investing in going to Jamaica, also for myself, but also for my development. And then, of course, I got into a relationship uh, there and long distance. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you have an extra reason to go there. But the main reason for me to go to Jamaica was to learn and to keep updating my my info. So when I went mm -hmm. to teach in the Netherlands, I could always give them new information because I kept myself, my brain up to date. I was learning constantly. And Can I ask you something here? A little bit. Um, playing devil's advocate here 
why not yeah. taking less? I, I understand why you take the step to go to the source. But some people might also say, yeah. why didn't you just take class? Why not that? I did. I did take classes before, like in 2010, I took mm -hmm. classes from Marta or from Awa or from, yeah, like anyone who would be near. But eventually, mm -hmm. at a certain point, you will kind of, I don't want to be, be cocky, but you will kind of outgrow the information that is given to you here. And then, mm -hmm. it, then I feel like it's the time to go get it there where it comes from. And that also makes more sense to me. So whenever there's a workshop from a Jamaican coming to a country in, in Europe, I will do my best to be there. If it's Belgium, France, Netherlands, Germany, those are places that I can travel easily to and I can go back and forth, you know. But sometimes mm -hmm. you have a workshop in Spain from a Jamaican, yeah. Spain is not around the corner, so then you will have to plan it to go there. But yeah, I prefer to take those type of classes, Jamaican dance hall, from Jamaicans. Same reason why I wouldn't take Kuduru from from a Senegalese or you know what I mean? For me it's I know you don't you don't learn biology from a geographic teacher. So, you know, that's, that's actually for me, the main reason why I want to go to the source. And of yeah. course, there are a lot of people who did study and who did learn about uh, certain styles in certain countries. And I would love to exchange mm -hmm. with them. And I also do. But I'm very careful with who I want to learn from and yeah, like who I take information from. It's almost, yeah. nowadays it's almost like Wikipedia. Everyone is an Afro dancer. Everyone is a popper. Everyone is this, everyone is that. And it doesn't make the information solid anymore or pure. So I'm very mm. wise in choosing who I take classes from and what style mm -hmm. I take from that person. So yeah. I think that is a very admirable action to take to, uh, to first of all invest in yourself and to say well there's a lot more that i can learn a lot more that i can do and i don't think it is a cocky thing to say well at least from my standpoint to say well i want to learn from yeah. the source because even if i take a class for someone who is giving that dance style even they got it somewhere so i want to go as yes, far exactly. back as i can to understand what it is that i'm dealing with Mm -hmm. Because eventually you are also spreading the information to others as a teacher, yes. as an event organizer, exactly. as, you know, someone who's giving workshops, you are also, also giving that information to other people. So I think that is a bold step to make, especially in for those who do not know about the, the dancing and the underground dancing. It, it's the thing that I have noticed a lot is that it is very easy for people to here and there get a little bit of recognition win some battles, you know, yeah. known the workshops, and then you are a expert, quote unquote, expert, quote unquote, expert. And that is not to take away from anybody yeah. who has made any accomplishment. But if you want to add me, I can do that. True. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not to take away any accomplishment from 
those people, but it is to say that the level to which we now present ourselves is kind of, you know, it's dropping down. It's dropping down. It's becoming easier. It's just accessible more for people. And How I, do you yeah. feel about and that? And I sure. also, I yeah. also think that there's more demand, you know, there, I, I think in the, in the, in the last, let's say 10 years, I don't know, um, maybe longer, maybe shorter. Um, but I think in the last years, the demand for dance teachers has also grown. So if you have been someone that is somewhat seen somewhere and mm -hmm. you are easily drawn in, especially when you win battles or and such but mm -hmm. it's also easy for someone who is maybe less invested or has maybe um um well who is maybe less known or maybe also trained a certain style less to mm -hmm. get uh, a job as a dance teacher in a certain style because there is a need for it So mm -hmm. it's very easy for a someone to be like, I teach this. And then when you look at the class, you're like, oh. Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to slide away. That's another question. Yeah. Listen, we can go into this yeah. direction. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's also, yeah. that's why it's good that someone would go straight to the source and be like mm -hmm. okay, I want to know more of this um, if it's possible for you to go to the source then do so or get mm -hmm. as close to the source as possible you know because yep. otherwise you know you're you're as a teacher you contribute you contribute to the to the dance community mm. you know yeah just like you have been inspired by someone Or more of, or maybe uh, um, uh, a few people, or more people, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, that is also how we, as dance teachers, inspire others. So, and and there's a yeah. very, you know, what we give can be the base of someone's dance path, dance mm -hmm. career, you know. And if you're like, oh well, I'm doing this. And uh, I'm calling it dance hall. Mm -hmm. That person is gonna think, oh, I'm doing this. Exactly. And that. it's dance hall. But you're not. So it's like, you know, it's like what she said, what Danny May said. Uh, someone who teaches uh, geography is not gonna teach biology because it's not it's not the same. It's not in them. So how it's did you interview? Yeah. How did, how did you then for yourself know that to to get better, to experience more, I need to get deeper into, into oh, what I, I love. Oh, I it so well. How, how, how did it feel? What was the moment? Oh, you I know? remember it so how well. Yeah. I, I think just the joy that dance brought me, it made me want to do it every day and invest in it mm -hmm. every day. But mm -hmm. the thing that made me go, whoop, this is something else. Mm -hmm. And I remember ah. it. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. And I remember it so well because I was so misunderstood. <laughs> also, and it was a world open. I saw things 
I was like, God, what is this? It was it was my first just the boo. Hey, my very first just the boo. It wasn't in Paradiso, Mariva. I don't know if you remember. I don't know how it it's called. Bibelstraat in Amsterdam. Was it Bibelstraat Amsterdam? I don't know, but it was a. Yeah, was it a? No, it was not a theater. It wasn't a theater, but it was also a very big venue. I think it was one of the first just the boos in the Netherlands, because I was around 16 or 17. So that must have been, if I kijk hoor, uh, 17, so that was 2000, wanneer was ik 17? Ik ben van 91, dus dat was 2007. I think, the yeah, venue that you are talking about, for people who don't know, Shostaboo is a dance event that is organized by John Agesilas. And he has uh, put a lot of effort into it to make it grow, no. to, to, to expand it. Um, what? So, Just the Boo is organized by Bruce. But, so, I'm sorry, sorry. Thank you. Thank you for the correction. The Dutch version. Yeah. <laughs> Dutch, exactly. Bruce Kanji. Yeah. Summer dance. Yeah. Yeah. And John Ives Agesilas was for summer dance. Yeah. Just the Boo. I think I'm crossing those two because I know that Summer Dance Forever, which yeah. uh, now is Summer Dance Forever, but started with House Dance Forever. Mm -hmm. That started mm -hmm. at Volkskantgebouw in Amsterdam, Bibelstraat. But you also had the French count counterpart, which was Bruce in France, where yeah. you had the biggest dancers and the mm. most well-renowned... Serial steppers. Uh, serial steppers. Uh, Anybody who was anybody was there. Yes. Yeah. Anybody who was one was there in yes. France. And if you were not yeah. there, then who were you? Basically. Yeah. 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 So my, well, the first time that I went, I had mm. never heard of Just the Boo yet. And uh, the, 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 my dance teacher at the time, Marcus, he was like, oh yeah, we're gonna go to this event. It's just a boo, it's a battle. And I was like, just, what is this, what is this? And he was like, yeah, you're, you're gonna do a battle. I had never battled before, you know? Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh yeah, you're gonna battle with Jacinta. Mm -hmm. you remember? Oh, I remember her, yeah. yeah. She was from oh. Yes. He was like, yeah. yeah, you're gonna do it with Jacinta. So we went, Jacinta, I went, Wesley went with, do you know Ruben? The Spanish he did he went and did Scapino. No, well, Magnia. That's all side information. But uh, and he was like, yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys are gonna do uh, uh, a battle. And uh, I was like, well, okay, well, let's go and see what what this battle thing is. Mm -hmm. And um, so we went, and I entered the room, and I will not forget. I was in awe. I, mm -hmm. I was, oh my goodness, I remember walking in and seeing Shannon S. And of, um, oh my goodness, I was seeing Vogue for the first time because I saw Patrick. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what in the world is that? And I was seeing all these oh, people from Elite Force. And I, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm in dance heaven. And that was my, oh, goosebumps. My whole, <laughs> I was like, what is this? And all these dancers, and I did not know them. And I, I think I saw even more people, but I, I remember 
I remember Shannon, I, I, I see him so stand being in his own little dark corner, doing his own thing. Mm -hmm. And I was just mesmerized by what he was doing. And I was, I was like, well, this, this is another book. This is something else, mm -hmm. this is something else. And we went and did our thing. We were one of the, we were the only females, um, at that time. And we just did, we, it was also Jacinta's first time and we just did what we l liked to do. And that was just dance and be free. And the reception of being the only two ladies in that room with, and the reception was overwhelming. We also went through the pre-selection and mm. I was like, what that is, is a hard thing, here? people? That is a hard thing to go that through. That is a hard thing. But, also, of yes. the book. but mind you, it was also a lot smaller than it is now. Yeah. You know? That's true. Um, but nonetheless, the level of dancers there, because I remember there were people from everywhere, from the US, from France, they're like the, the, there were great dancers there, people who I didn't even know who existed. And the reception that we had as only two female ladies being there doing our pre-selection pre and everyone was like, Woo, I was so overwhelmed. And then we had to do our battle. And I, and that was at that moment, I realized where I was standing because I was like, okay, well, this is kind of a big deal, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. But that feeling of, I remember they smoked our asses because we had people from France. I wouldn't even remember who it is, but I can see their faces in front of me, smoked our asses, but still the reception was so dope. And that day was so dope. I remember going to school the next day and I was trying to explain to my friends what I have witnessed this weekend. And they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, yeah. you have to know about this. This is so amazing. And that for me was a point that I was like, let's, let's get it. I need to, we need to work more because there's a world that I have to explore. And from that point on, it was, it took off. It took yeah. off. And bef before that, I think that, yeah, that, that was the, the turning point where I, where my mindset changed because before that I was just taking the lessons and yes, the lessons were, you know, at K at KL, you had to, you had to work hard or mm -hmm. lessons. Well, no, you had to, you had, well, it was hard training, but it wasn't necessarily with, Oh, I want to make something out of it. It was, I like to dance. I'm learning how to dance. I'm getting better and this is fun. Good. But now I was like, this is a world I never want to leave. Mm -hmm. And this is something I want to be part of this culture. I want to be part of these dancers. And, and since then I've always been a part now less, but that's also mm -hmm. because my life has it's changed. changed and I'm, I really hope that I can be as active or even a part, partly active as before. But that was really for me, the moment where I was like, yeah, this is, this is what I want. This yeah. is, I want to be better. I want to be better. I want to, I want to show myself. I want to share. And I, I, you were, you know, you get hungry, you get hungry for this. You don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> yes. 
and at a certain point you, you get to know more people in the scene and you you know at a certain point uh i also got to i was starting to uh go out more mm. so we would go out with the dance school and you would meet paparazzi crew and and there and 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 groove kings and we would just meet each other in clubs and you would be like these dancers oh my goodness where have you been all this time been all this time well I was yeah before that I wasn't going out but at the at that time it there was always like groove kings paparazzi kl somewhat coming together or meeting each other in clubs and yes. that was that was dope that was very nice i want to make a switch I want to make a very interesting switch because I see two confident ladies sitting in front of me, right? And you have worked yeah. literally your asses off to do what it is that you're doing right now and to establish the sure. platforms that you now have. So I want to go a little bit more in that direction. First of all, the confidence that you need to have as a woman to pull off actually the things that you are doing right now. That is something that I want to discuss. Of course, the, the platforms that you have built and the both of you are saying, let's join forces and do something with that. And also making a little bit, you know, a crossover to certain points that we just have mentioned, like sticking true to the source and that you carry a responsibility when it comes to building a platform that you both are doing. So first of all, who wants to start first with their project that they have right now? Because I've seen some, some, a lot, no, not some, a lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot of images of the workshops well. that you are giving. <laughs> yes. I, I like to call it Afro-based dances because mm -hmm. Afro is, it's yeah. so many, so yeah. many, so many, Definitely. so many different. So I don't want to say Afro dances. I, I like to say Afro-based yeah, dances, but have something else but please tell me about your platform say, and you also yeah first of all to respond to what you said i i also mm -hmm. say like african dances because african mm -hmm. dances are from different countries in africa and yeah. why i started my platform i started dmem industries as my kvk my uh, chamber of commerce um inscription actually and i wanted to be able to write invoices etc then mm -hmm. i actually started um well the rascals platform with rascals for dancehall and after that i started chargy inc that was that's specifically for dancehall so mm -hmm. with dmm industries now i want to do more like African uh, based projects and little things around it personally. And mm -hmm. with that, I joined forces with Patricia with her Bina Productions. And that is how we actually together wanted to set up Africa's Finest. We were brainstorming about organizing workshops for the African dance community. And you see a lot of, of these events coming and going, but some of them never stick around. And yeah, sometimes it's rarely, and we were like, okay, you know, we need to 
we need to do something in in which we can combine certain dance styles from Africa. So you will have different teachers, so different flavors to bring, and also different type of audience. So you can basically, if someone wants to learn traditional styles, put one traditional teacher there and uh, one more commercial, and then you have two different styles, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's how we actually wanted to do it together by brainstorming and talking about it and then we were like okay you know what we just have to do this and Patricia Mm -hmm. uh, already did certain things and so she had a little bit more experience with exploring the Afro scene uh, when it came to the teachers and for me of course I know a lot of teachers from foreign countries and some of the teachers from the Netherlands so I said to her I said you know what if we do this, we should try to find teachers in the Netherlands and one from a foreign country so that you can have a bit of both. But I want it to be African-based. So literally all flavors that we offer need to be from African dance style teachers. And it's even better if they have a connection with the style that they are teaching. So that's how we came with Musa, for example. Uh, Patricia came yeah. with Musa, and yeah. he's from Senegal. He is literally a source. So we were like, yeah, okay, Patricia, I trust you on that one. Let's see what we can do for the other side. And then we were mm-hmm. talking and checking, and we were like, okay, we want Uluru. Afro House. What better than to have someone who's actually from Angola and has way more experience? I'm not a Kudurish. I'm from Angola, but that doesn't automatically make me Kudurisha. I know my culture, Mm -hmm. I know my styles, but that is not what I focus on. So, that's how we came up with What you just mentioned, the style? The style that you just mentioned. Can you explain a little bit to the audience? Of course. Well, Kuduro and Afro House. Basically, Afro House. People started dancing uh, Uduru to Afro House. And Afro House is just the name of the music styles. African music mixed with house music. And later mm-hmm. on, people were tr- were yeah trying to make an evolution. And clearly worked. Uh, by using Uduru basics into Afro House. And from there, it also evolved. So that is how mm-hmm. they now separate Uduru and uh, Afro House. Afro House, you can also hear the music is way different than uh, Kuduru music. But basically, it's a transformation of Kuduru into something else. And uh, so that's like the, the, the nutshell explanation. And, um, mm-hmm. and someone yeah, back to the story. Yeah. Someone Sorry. who would do Kuduru. I said someone that who you would call do Kuduru. Kuduru. Yeah. yeah, that mm. you call or Kudurishta. Yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is why I said Kudurishta, because I'm a female, I say Kudurishta, and Kudurisht is, of course, a male. Yeah. So, yeah, we were actually brainstorming about that, and that's how we came with the combination of uh, combining African styles and offering that to people who are interested in 
in combination with also African uh, food, like snacks, uh, whatsoever. Like our first edition, we did um, makemba, those are baked bananas. Uh, mikate is in Dutch, we call it olibola, but I don't know the English word for it. And uh, pondu and rice and chicken. <laughs> So we wanted actually to give a full African African flavor uh, experience to people yeah. who would come to the workshops, and that is that is the the core of like the essence of our uh, our event to mm-hmm. have the finest teachers, finest flavor, and the finest vibes, finest yeah. dances. So that's why it's Africa's finest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in addition to this, is we, you know, the last few years, um, uh, Afro. Let's just uh, because that is, I think, mostly known uh, mm-hmm. here in the Netherlands or even worldwide, has grown uh, a lot in the last what's old sign five to ten years now. Yeah, um, it has been here for a while. while. Yeah, it has been going for a while, but. Um, you also see that there is a lot of a mix, you know, there's a lot of mixture. Mm -hmm. People do elements. They take elements of Kudu, of of Kudu or Afro house. They mix it up with Azonto. They have a little Tombolo in it or maybe something else, but I'm not sure that everyone is aware of these separate styles you know mm-hmm. and um well like daniela said i already had invited some people before and pure like i'm gonna be honest it's pure out selfish reasons out of selfish reasons like i fell in love with Af- afro house and kudu is not my culture like mm-hmm. yes, there are certain similarities between angola and congo but we don't know it like i you're not gonna find Afro House or Kuduro in Congo. Mm-hmm. Maybe now with internet, yes, mm-hmm. but otherwise no. So when that, when I saw that, it was at a wedding, and I was like, these it was just few guys doing their Kuduro thing, and I was like, what is this? Why mm-hmm. haven't I seen this before? You know, and at a certain point, you learn, you see dancer that dances that are starting to do so, and I want to learn more of it. So I'm gonna invite you <laughs> because I want to learn the styles. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so that was for me that that I was like, okay, Afro House and Kudu. You know, I I want to know more of this. I want to. I want to learn it. It's so cool. It looks so awesome. And the vibe and the music, it's like, ah, it sparks mm-hmm. the, it sparks a little fire in you. And, um, and I think this, the music does the same with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm not sure, you know, at a certain point, Azonto made his way up, you know, and you hear more African influences, even in mainstream music, even in the mainstream Dutch music, you know, you're hearing more and it, so people want to yeah. dance to this. And it's especially with internet, people are looking up videos, 
being self-taught, which is not a bad thing. And they develop their dance, but they also mix a lot of things, mm -hmm. which is also not a bad thing. But I would, you know, it's a, like Dombolo, Afro House Kudu, it's a part of us. You know? Maybe, I, I, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, because it can yeah. be... It, it, it can be a dangerous thing when you are ignorant of what a source of a dance can be or where yes. it comes from or where it stems yes. from. Exactly. Where, you know, where's the origin of it? So that yes. ignorance can be very dangerous. Zeker. Very, yeah, that's sure. That's, that's for sure. Very but you know, this, these, these styles or a, a few of these styles that we want to uh, present to our public mm -hmm. is they are, they, they are part of us, you know, like Afro, Afro House Kudu, they are part of, of, of Dan, of Danime. Uh, Dombolo is a part of me, like, yeah, you know, it's something that we grew up with. We grew up with this music. We mm -hmm. are hearing yeah. this Monday to Sunday, you know, and yeah. <laughs> we like now when I, when I remember that I was the first time that I heard Afro House and I heard Lingala in a song, I was like, what in the... It was a workshop from Capella and he had, like, he was the first ones that introduced me to Afro House uh, during uh, a workshop. And I was mm -hmm. like, what the, in the world? Am I hearing another guy who's not Congolese or anything and he's playing something with Lingala <laughs> in it's like, what? happen and why don't i know this song you know mm -hmm. so there's a shift coming you know there in the dance scene also but also in the world like people are getting more familiar with africa with and its also dances and but also music to add add something so, small to that uh, the reason yeah. of course why why a lot of uh, Angolan people speak Lingala is because you have tribes that are, for example, I am a Bakongo and our tribe is more aligned to the Congolese people because our uh, uh, frontier, like our border is literally um, on the Congo side. And during the war, a lot of Angolan refugees went to Congo and grew up mm. there and then later came back to Angola. So actually the Northern part of Angola has a lot of uh, Lingala speaking uh, people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's why. Yeah. So, so yeah, just to get back to your, to, to your question a little bit is uh, why we built this platform is also because, you know, this is, this is a part of us. And we mm -hmm. see developments here and there, which are good, but we also see like, hmm, we want to, we, you know, from, from our point of view, we want to contribute to this, mm -hmm. to the dancing and give people the chance to really get to the source and get to know these styles that they, that they practice or that they teach or that they claim to know so well. Mm -hmm. We want you to, like, we want people to, 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 to get the opportunity because there are not, yes, there are Afro house workshops or, but there are not so many 
there are not as there are no azonto workshops there are no. no dombolo workshops there are no esquista workshops there are no uh there are so many styles like africa there are so many styles just pansula there what for doing that kill danny may pansula g there's no i know in the i want a south african Yes. So really? like yes. for the people that are listening, you won't see our faces, but the faces that we are making here, like I'm listening to these two ladies and I'm like, <laughs> like I'm hearing, you know why it's so interesting for me to hear these things? Because I think it's a bold, a bold decision to make. Yeah. To say, I'm not going with something that is trendy. I could because I know those things because they're in my cultures for me it's easy to do and I can easily see what is trendy and marketing wise sellable exactly because I, I know what the yeah. essence of it is yeah. the fact that you are making that decision to say no I want awareness and yeah. that sticks that yeah. will offend me from my entrepreneurship point of view I think it will transcend any trend yeah it transcends any yeah. new flashy thing yeah. that people will yeah. get to know in 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 mainstream media and that i think is a very hard decision to make and you have and that's why i said i see two confident ladies sitting here in front of you because you have to be confident in that decision to stand in that and say i'm not going with the trend i know it's marketing wise i could make a lot of money but i'm choosing the mm-hmm. long road and saying this will always sell because i know that i'm giving awareness i'm i'm not selling you something i'm giving you something exactly something I'm value that's what we want. Yeah. yeah 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 that's what we want and yeah. you know it's not to say it's not us indirectly saying hey the the afro scene that is now um that is now standing in the Netherlands that it's trash or that it's not good or there are good dancers there are very good dancers in the Netherlands we see them they're doing a mm-hmm. good job some are crappy but Definitely. you have that in every style <laughs> okay exactly we, we got to be honest about it yeah. yeah some are crappy we see it in every style and some teach better than others or some dance better nope. but you got you're always going to have this you know nope. but we also see that yes there is a base mm-hmm. that that has put in the efforts to you know to dive mm-hmm. in but we also see that that a lot of people move like uh, if something call, gets called afro dancehall or I think and I see this most well you can see it in any style but I think mm-hmm. it's even clearer with styles like afro or dancehall something very quickly gets afro or dancehall you just need to sh- wind your waist a little bit with afro you <laughs> see people they lift up their shoulders and they're like eh, yep. and then it's afro you know or with yep. dancehall they do a little and then oh that's dancehall or they do a little yep. uh, 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 and then it's dance you know it's so easy to put you know because like i said there's a lot of demand now mm-hmm. these styles are getting popular so it's like oh i need a dancehall teacher for then and then and people go like oh i know it and then they do a little this they do they shake their 
the way people call themselves African dancers is as quickly as how they name a style African dance or dance hall or whatever. There are people who know how to do one or three moves and they call themselves African mm-hmm. dancers mm-hmm. or Afro dancers. And yeah, that's not what it's supposed to be. I think you can only no. put that title on you as an Afro dancer if you literally practice African dances and know where the base comes from. For me, yeah. you're not an African dancer if you know how to do. Uh, uh, I say that if you know how to do a guara guara or a shaku or uh, a dukambwa or any other style. To be honest, dombolo is wasn't a style. Eh? Dombolo became a style. It used to be a move, and it got introduced by by uh, Burompela in Quartier Latin, and he did it in a certain extraordinary way and that's how they actually created a song with the move and you even can mm. hear it nowadays they use the sample in a lot of african songs uh, in congolese songs for example you always hear ndombolo ndombola ndombolo and that is where actually the move ndombolo came from and then later on people started to call the uh, Wanyonyash or Ningisa Luketu, they started to name it Ndombolo. But yeah, that's, you know. But the thing is, you have, like, in, in, in if we look at the music, mm-hmm. in the music, um, like, Congolese songs are long. We do not have songs that last two minutes or three minutes. I only know long songs. It's in Surinamese, like, yeah. Sur- yeah. Even in Suriname, we also have the different cultures, the different tribes. And even in our yeah. songs, mm-hmm. I, the reason why I resonate so much with the, song, the cultures that you're talking about mm-hmm. is because we yeah, come from yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it, it makes logic to hear that and the way that you're explaining it also all those things it's logical to me to hear that so mm-hmm. please yeah, explain further sense. i was yeah. it all it makes, makes sense, sense. <laughs> but you have these and each part of the song has a step you know or a movement to yep. do to it and dombolo is one of those steps within a song mm-hmm. yeah so that is you know like Now we easily say, oh, uh, like I just said, no one teaches a, a, a workshop Dombolo. But like she said, Dombolo is not nec- is not a style. It's, still, no. It's a step. Mm. But with all the um, uh, changement and evaluate, uh, evolvements, evolvements? Mm. Evol- yeah. evolvements yeah. evolution. Yeah. yeah, it has become a style. But if we would, if we would, yeah, if we would be with our families, we would not say, oh, do some dombolo. No, it would be just put on some music no. and do what the song is saying. We will not do, oh, look at her yeah. do a nice dombolo. No. Oh, she is no. doing <laughs> malewa. Doing this. Oh, yeah. look, look at her. Mama Sele. She's doing that step. Yamado. Eh, Yamado. Eh. Oh, look at her doing a, a, a good hey, Yamado. Yamado. Oh, 
What's the underwear? Ah, look at her doing the punda. Aba matakana punda. Ayokakabilengi. That. So we talk about mm-hmm. the steps. We do not talk about. So you know, like this kind of information. That is what you want people to know. You know, mm-hmm. in each yep. style. And that's why we want to be able to. That's why we wanted to create a platform where. The Creative Vault is a spot where you get to hear creative and artistic gems that you can use in your own journey. Are you a creator? Are you an artist? Then this is the podcast for you, where you get to hear interviews, great views and perspectives, and of course, learning moments with a splash of humor and entertainment. Go to the website of The Creative Vault and support us. Buy our merch. Follow us on social media. And of course, become a subscriber to the newsletter. Welcome to the Creative Fault. I have three questions, three last questions, and then I'm gonna let you go. How important is it for you both as two confident, strong women to have a solid network? Because I can also mention that you're not doing everything by yourself, doing it alone. Right. Or maybe you are doing it alone because you're still building that network. I think That's I'm still building that. that network. It's yeah. very important. I'm still, I've never, you know, I'm on social media, but I've never used it in a way that would make me have a very huge network. I've not, I'm not a person who is posting a lot of my dancing, not in the past, not now. Mm-hmm. Um, not a person who will record videos or anything just to, you know, show myself. And I think that um, it, it's not me. I've, I have not, I, I've never needed that limelight mm-hmm. because dancing has not been my source of income so you know then i think that when dancing is a source of your income then you would do that quicker because you need to yeah, be seen. Yeah. you need you know you you need to show your dance so people book you and people you know but so i i haven't i don't i know people yes but i my network is is very i think small someone mm. and i do see especially now that we did africa's finest i see that hey i need to grow this network again because i need to reach them mm-hmm. you, know, I need, you need to reach those people so a, a network is very important and for me i know danny may's network is bigger than mine because she has been mm-hmm. more active and also showing more of herself so mm-hmm. i know that she can reach more people than i can at this point but I think that that's something that has to grow, at least from my side, yeah. it has to, to grow. And, uh, but I'm sure that that will be able, you know, um, I think also now that we had our first edition, we hope that peop- the people who were there, that they enjoyed so much that they would want to come another time as well when there's a teacher that mm-hmm. they want to learn from and also and bring along. spread the word like hey yeah, yeah those recommend. people they're the dope 
yeah, that they recommend us from. Yeah, that those that was a nice event. That those are good organizers. They know what they're doing. So, you know, mm -hmm. I think that the network also had. If we have to look at the event itself that we have standing now. Mm -hmm. It has to grow and it's very important to have that network yeah. because otherwise you cannot, you, you can have a million ideas, but you cannot execute them without a network, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, so, yeah. True. Um, if you already had a network from your, your own, um, dance path, let's just call it like this, then it's in your advantage. In your favor. Yeah. yeah, in your favor. And for me, I somewhat have this, but also not, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm lacking a bit, but I know that mm -hmm. there are people who have very big networks and they can easily reach a lot of different people. And so I think that's something, and at least for my part, that needs to grow. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that, Donnie definitely yes because it's important to have a big network um mm -hmm. but i'm also a person who goes to talk to people uh, easy so not only social media but also in real life it's good to socialize and talk to people mm -hmm. and actually to be bold and say hey um what are, what are you doing actually or where are you from i'm this and this and that and i do this this this, this and so so um, it has to come from different sides, actually. Mm -hmm. But I think that yeah. that we complement each other in that way, you know, and in in also in in different yeah. ways. Yeah. You know? like I can, yep, like like she said, she is very open and very easy. She talks very easily to people. I can do so, but I can also easily shut down. You know, I'm also fine on the background. Yeah, you know, and. Then to have someone like Dani, I'm the chatter, <laughs> you know, and she's just a chatter and she will chat with everyone. Well, I go, and then I'm like, okay, well, this is good. I can take a step back, you know, mm -hmm. and there, and this we, we have in, in yeah. different aspects where we can complement each other. And, mm -hmm. uh, and that's very nice to have as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to leave the two questions that I have for next time because I already pushed for time. Yes. This was a very All right. interesting podcast. <laughs> and I think very I believe that uh, yeah, I think I think it's very necessary for people to hear from two um, melanated women, women from the African diaspora that are okay. working hard okay. to build their own platforms to do that in a way that's very authentic um, awareness in that. And, um, but also what I sometimes missed when it came to stories about how we started as dancers and in the dancing, we missed the stories from women. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, Absolutely. I had this thought not so long ago yeah. and I was like, there are so many ladies who are so dope and I, and especially in, you know, in our generation, yeah, there are so many, like, I don't, I, yeah. 
like people do not know how dope of a dancer Marilva is. Like Marilva was one to watch. She, you, you are yeah. a dope ass dancer. Like yeah, in hip hop and in house, you in house Lindsay. Yeah, you have like there Kelly. are so many. You have Kelly who has Kim. exploded. Kim, Kim, you have Nora. Nora, Kim. you have Kim. so Kim. many Kim. ladies. Oh, you wrong. Big up to you wrong. They're like in our generation. I wasn't like it's so toevallig <laughs> that you named this now because I was thinking of this. The one that does popping, Jordana. Yeah, Jordana, exactly. Snap you. But there are so many. There was, uh, and she had a partner. She was a little, uh, I think she was Indonesian or someone. She also was a dope ass popper. I don't remember her name. Oh, Maxi the Soforma. There are so many ladies in this dancing from our generation who killed it and who yes. did not get the recognition. Yep. Recognition. You know, because I am. Very sure, Marilva, that there are a lot of youngsters now who do not know you. That if you would step on a dance yep. floor right now, they would look at you as if you were a stranger. They do not. It's not. But you are yep. a dope ass dancer. Same Thank for you. Lindsay. I'll same for. There. Oh my goodness. Latmar, read the book. I think that I'm going to do a podcast with all ladies and that we are going to talk about the experiences that we have in the, dance, you know, in, in the dance scene. So if you are both down and I can get the I other ladies down. to get in this. I am very down. I Man. think that this for um, artists yeah. and creatives. Yes. Especially creatives and artists in the dance scene when it comes to ladies in the dance yep. scene mm -hmm. and that we give into this mm -hmm. and how important it is to have both elements in that yes that's gonna be fire so i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna set it up yes i'm gonna set it up perfect set it up do it perfect i'm gonna I'm do there. it because and it's not like again it's not to be like oh the ones who are there now you know there there are people who just go for it and they shine and they are seen and that's good mm -hmm. for them but there are people who are just as good or just beside them you know and mm -hmm. who are not seen but i just really not so long ago i was thinking about this and i was like oh the, these women who were standing in front of me, you know, that sharing, like we, you need an applause. And I'm like, yeah, you, you know, now we only see this, a few of the same faces and I'm like, oh, but there are so much more, so many, so many out there. And I think it was based, I had, I think I had this thought after, uh, seeing a post that Lindsay, po uh, 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 a story that Lindsay posted. And she posted some old footage of her battling and she had uh, a text. I don't, I can, I can, I can't quote it, but she had something written and, and I responded to it. I was like, but you were a dope ass dancer. You should know that. And I, yeah. and, you know, she was a little bit like down playing herself or somewhat. I'm, I'm really not sure what she said, but I was like, you were the shit like you were one to watch 
Like if yeah. I had to stand before you or before Lindsay or before Wena or before you know, I would I had the same thing with you I, all. I had the same thing. I hear Patricia. Oh, I'm myself together now. Your heart would go like also for instance like Daniela, not to forget, I know you to be one of the, the tra- together with Defante, but let me just speak on women. And then I'm really going to stop. <laughs> but to speak on women being one of the trend centers here in the Netherlands when it came to so executing it in a way that mm-hmm. I was like, say what? Yeah. I'm not looking at the people. It was first it was Marta and There was a blonde lady. It was a blonde lady in France. Laure. Laure Courtelmont. Oh, Laure yes, Courtelmont. Yes, yes. It were it were those ladies. No disrespect to them, but the fact that I'm seeing a black woman doing it the way that she's doing it, unapologetically, mm. mm. that for me was like, yeah, yeah, okay, man. So, Who wants to touch that? Who wants to come near that? <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then, I appreciate but it. that's why I started the podcast with confidence yeah. because you have to know your yourself enough and have to have that confidence, that belief mm. that says, I have to work on it, but I know I have it. I can do it if I want to. Mm. So the fact that you are, I bet that anybody here in the Netherlands can say, well, Yella is the person to go to for dance hall. Definitely. Go for that. If you want to go for that. I don't see anybody else for that. So there, there's a, yeah. a, we, we a need to little do a handful of people who you can. Part two. Uh, who, part two. Yes, part two. There are part just two. a little hands of a group of people. And Dan is in that one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, ladies, where can the people find you? Please share your social media platform handles. Your your where can people reach you? At Dan at Dimem Danie and Dimem Industries. Also at Chargy Inc. Yeah, follow me. <laughs> this, this woman has two. It's not just dance hall. It's also the Afro based dancers. Okay, Patricia, how can they how can they find you? So you can find me. You can find me on Bina Productions. That's my Instagram account for my 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 entrepreneurial ish, and um, no, your ish, your your business, my business. Thank you, thank you for me. Okay, thank you for correcting me. You are thank you, Mario. I have to. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, so Bina Productions or Bina.PatriciaCabasu. Yes, yes. Are yes. there any coming ahead? Please share it with the people. Um, we are thinking of a second uh, edition after the summer. We mm-hmm. also, we do not want to spill the tea yet, but we have some ideas of following people who we want to invite And, um, yeah, so it's, you know, the last edition was last weekend. So mm-hmm. we have to digest this a little bit and, you know, and yeah. brainstorm a little bit more on how to do it the next time. But there's definitely going to be a next time. And that next time will be after the summer. So mm. be on the lookout. 
check our pages. We just gave them. We're going to repeat it. It's bina.production or at DMEM Industries. Keep them in yes. like us, follow us, and everything that's related to Africa's finest, you will find it on those pages. People, yes, yes. for the people that are not watching, you see what Danielle is doing. <laughs> <laughs> she's, re- she's being her crazy self. <laughs> I love it. Her I love it. Self. Yes, but and again, look at this. Ooh. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> People, for the people that are not seeing young women, yeah. <laughs> this is the people need to see. Yeah. But ladies, thank you so much. Thank you. This talk, this yeah. honest, respectful, motivating, and inspirational talk. I got a couple of goosebumps. Thank you. Here and there. Thank you for having us. Um, Thank yeah. you for having us. Of it was course. a very, very nice conversation. It got me all hyped. And yes, this was nice. So if yes. ever, ever you want to, you said there's a part two coming. If you need us in hey. part three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, a hundred, I'm there. I'm My friend, we need to do this. Come on. Now. <laughs> yes, ah, we got to do it. We need to do Not snap your. It's a collaboration. <laughs> yes. All people, please follow these ladies and follow what they are. <laughs> As Daniela's winding our waist, no. She can also produce dopamine. Produce dopamine by shaking your nyash. I couldn't have said it any better. I couldn't have said it any better. Come on now, people. So again, follow these ladies and give them a thumbs up. Follow them, support them. You can support people just by going to their pages, following, liking, asking, ask the right questions. Please do so. Be respectful and ask the right questions. Slide in the DMs. Hey. Oh, <laughs> you got permission. You've got slide permission. In. Slide <laughs> into it. Right. You have permission. You got Yes. Ladies, I'm going to wish you a great day. Thank you. Same thing. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it and that you got everything that you needed out of it. Now, I have one favor before I leave, and that is that you support the platform. You can go to the website which you will find here in the caption space. And you can go to the website to be a subscriber to the newsletter. Now, why do you need to be a subscriber to the newsletter? There you will find each and every single type of information that I do not share on social media. So if you become a subscriber to the newsletter, you will always get extra footage, extra content, and of course, extra perspectives and views and who doesn't want to have that you can also support us by buying our merch please go to the website and buy something that you might like in our store and of course 
you can follow us on social media. Go to our Twitter page and follow us. Share with us what you like. Share with us what you would like to see or hear in the next episode. If you have any questions and comments, feel free to share that with us. Hope to see you in the next episode of The Creative Vault. Do you have a product or a service that fits an audience that is highly creative, very artistic, smart, intelligent, and loves a lot of humor and entertainment? Contact us. We would love to work with you and maybe you could be partnering with us by offering your services and your products to our audience. We have a lot of information for you. So the best thing that you can do is go to our website. Hit us up with an email. We will get back to you as soon as possible. We are always looking for great partners with whom we can work to offer our audience the best of the best and help them develop their careers and their own lifestyle. Do you think that this is a good fit for you? Contact us. Go to the website, hit us up with an email, and we'll contact you. See you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Your attention has been very much appreciated. Make sure to follow and subscribe to our social media platforms. See you next week.